Hi, I'm Josh. I'm Austin. I'm Justin. Hey guys, have you seen Planet of the Apes 1968? Uh, yes. Because yes, I, I haven't. I've, I've seen parts of it. Vast parts of it. Okay. Um, this was one that was played on uh, Sci-Fi Channel before they started making their own movies. This one was on a lot. And it, it's mm. it's mil- millions of sequels. Yeah, I mean, it's written by Rod Serling, so... So we're doing this because we're going April. We've watched uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, War of the Planet of the Apes, and we realized Josh doesn't know what's going on here. Um, we're gonna we're gonna take him back back in time and show him where this whole franchise started. The classic sci-fi epic Planet of the Apes. This was big. Yeah. This was he like wanted, yeah, this was like Star this. Wars before oh, Star was, Wars. This, oh, okay. Yeah, this was Star Wars before Star Wars. Huh. Like I said, it was written by Rod Serling, who is like super hot at the time. Yeah, I mean, anything's better than the trilogy we just got done with. He's the Twilight Zone. (laughs) Okay. Josh. Right. Which we're going to cover on Amazeballs coming up here. A couple select episodes. Uh, Yeah, it's got to be better than the the modern reboot, right? But how different, right? Like, obviously it's in space and stuff. But, like, Mm -hmm. how... Like, how... How much liberty does the trilogy take, right? Is the trilogy complete? Frank, like, are there a ton of references? Like, I have no idea. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, so, like, based on what you've seen from the prequel trilogy, right? What do you think is going to happen? I mean, the the prequel trilogy, like, showed us, you know, apes kind of come their own. This one kind of sounds like, you know, I know a, a little bit about, right, but not too. Much. So this one sounds like, you know. People go to a planet, you know, via space travel, and that planet has eight people on it, mm-hmm. and they're not welcome there or whatever, and, you know... So the eight people know what humans are already, or they're just not welcome because they're aliens? They're, like, uh, straight I up an invasive I assume they're not welcome because they're aliens. I mean, obviously, this movie's, like, two hours or something, so, like, they're, the eight people are probably, like, conveniently speak English... And stuff because it would be really weird to have a two movie where there's like zero dialogue. <laughs> it's just like alien humans like running. You're forgetting ape subtitles. Oh yeah, maybe there's subtitles. You're right. Maybe there's ape subtitles. Uh, Justin's ape translator. <laughs> maybe we see all of the ape conversations, but the humans never Ooh, have any idea. What you think you think about. the names are references like Caesar and? Uh... Oh yeah, yeah. I'm betting like a hundred sent that like a lot of as we heard in the movie are names of characters in the in this one. Okay. So in the last one we had we had the little human girl, that's probably a reference. Uh Nova. Nova, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, okay. Likely. That's gonna be exciting to see. I haven't seen this since I was a child and it was on like early oh, okay. sci-fi. Um I saw this in college, but that was a while ago too now. Okay. Is, was that your first uh, time? No. But it was the last time. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen it. I'm I'm excited this, to step foot back on the Planet of the Apes. This is going to be my third time. My cousin, who introduced me to sci-fi in general, made me watch this. Oh. 
that's a cool cousin one that uh, yeah. opens the world of like sci-fi and horror and you know shit you're not supposed to watch as a kid but you do on sleepovers mm-hmm. um, he scared the shit out of me with uh, Chucky oh, that's a hard showed, one to be scared of he showed me Chucky whenever I was uh, probably like four or five years old Okay, that that would probably get me. I I was gonna say you'd have to be pretty young to be like and legit had, scared of Chucky. I had a my buddy doll. <laughs> so he was coming for you. It was tailor made for you. That movie. <laughs> my next door neighbor was Brad Dorf. <laughs> he'd be mowing his lawn and he'd be like, "Hey." <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming over there next. Yeah, just to cut the your doll came nice, to but... life and attacked us. <laughs> I had to fight it off with my mom. <laughs> your dad was just at work that day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was your mom Aubrey Plaza? <laughs> <laughs> I I swear I've tried to watch that new one like three or four times at this point and I've really? either fallen asleep or turned it off every time. I kind of liked it. Yeah. I liked that it was like not the same as the last movie because if you're going to do a reboot it should be different. That's the thing about Chucky and like Bride of Chucky and Spe- Sperm of Chucky, whatever it's fucking called is that movie series went off the rails. I know it started with a haunted doll pretty pretty out there on its own but by mm-hmm. the end my goodness yeah and so, the new chucky is like a technologically uh a technological doll that was like science inten- intentionally sabotaged to be crazy the first one was black magic this oh my god dark the science. beginning of that did you notice that we're going off on a tangent of a movie we're not talking about but did you notice austin in the beginning of that movie that it's basically the setup to small soldiers yeah and that would be good. Like, was there a scene in the end of it that I haven't got to yet, where there's an army of Chuckies? Because <laughs> then, exactly. then you got me back. If we'll have to, we'll have to watch it. Uh, let's start with the old ones. Josh, have you seen yeah. any of what we're talking about? Child's Play movies? The Chucky movies? No, I haven't. Okay. I've tried to get Small Soldiers on this podcast so many times. I know. It was that back was... in our old format when we were uh, we weren't doing full lists, but now mm-hmm. that we're doing full lists, it, you really have to be careful what you put on there, otherwise you end up with surprise four monkey movies in a row. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll de-ape after this one. I really want to look at Small Soldiers because I loved that movie as a kid. I haven't watched it as an adult. But that was, like, one that I, like, wore the tape I'm out. I'm sure you're not alone. Like, that hit hard for a real I don't small know why. demographic generation. I don't know why. I saw I love that movie. once when it was in theaters, and it was one and done. And I had, like, pleasant memories of it. So when it came on TV, I'd be like, sure, whatever. But I didn't own it in any physical media, and I haven't seen it in decades. I had the toys. I made Whoa. a stop motion movie with the little eyeball thing with my oh, dad. Okay. I mean, that's fun as long as you get creative with it. I I was so far out of the loop at that point I didn't realize it had toys, but of course it did. It's a movie about toys. Yeah, it was a movie about toys. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Josh, have you, have you not seen Small Soldiers? I'm pretty sure have like within the last 10. Years. So I remember not liking it. Yeah, but I don't or when I saw it, but I remember seeing it. 
I remember there's a does the word does the word gorgon does the word gorgonite mean anything to you? Then those rock yeah. people yeah. that they eat rocks in <laughs> Zelda, right? <laughs> no, those are gorgons. Right? Yeah. Gorgons. Gorons. Gorons. Yeah. Gorgons. Gorgons are like Medusas and shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gorons are the only friendly ones I know of. Or Gorgons are also those like weird bull creatures, depending on like. Sure. Yeah. It at. could be a bull made of metal. Spews poison. Uh, Gorgonzola is is like a stinky cheese that pairs really well with steak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh Josh, what do you think the Planet of the Apes is like? Like, what kind of planet uh, is it? I mean, it's probably just a normal Earth-like planet with different biomes that ape people happen to live on and not human people. A type M civilization, basically. Type M planet yeah. from Star Trek. Yeah, I'm for, yeah, sure. Livable. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely livable. They can't just... What, what they're going to land? And then, like, breathe in toxic gases and die? It like, smells like monkey okay. parts. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah of course it's habitable like right otherwise no i i don't mean like we'll just kill you with toxic gases i mean like barren deserts and rocky crags or yeah i mean we're shit. gonna see some different terrains probably they're not just gonna land on the planet in the middle of the city of the have you There's seen a sci-fi movie or an action movie from this time period uh maybe yeah i'd have to look at a list of sci-fi is from the 60s. Uh, did you see Space 2001? What, Space Odyssey? Yeah, in mm-hmm. 2001 A Space Odyssey. Unfortunately, I don't... I've ever finished it because, boy, that's a trip. Oh, it's but, good. Yeah. I've seen a large amount of it. It grows on you. It's, it it kind of takes like a really mellow day or a rewatch to get into it. Good soundtrack. Or some mushrooms. Yeah, any substance of your choice will help you get into 2001. That's what it was made for. Um, other than that, I think the furthest back we've gone on the channel is Alien for sci-fi and space movies. Mm-hmm. So not in the same vein. This this was from like a simpler time. This of, is before blockbusters existed. Yeah, this is before movies outside of like Grindhouse Cinema showed gore also. Mm-hmm. Was this like the first blockbuster? Or was that Star Wars? Star Wars invented the blockbuster. Okay. That was the first like. What's the blockbuster busting? Like, what's that refer to? You took. I assume like the block that the theater was on. You took cinema right. history, Justin. What is the block they're busting? We've lost Justin. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, uh, I just left the chat. <laughs> <laughs> we really don't want to talk monkey movies, but if you want to hear us, we'll be back with it after this on Have You Seen. And we're back with the original Planet of the Apes, 1968. 
Yep. We had to do it after watching the three newer ones. Um, Josh, first impression? Better than the the new trilogy. Did it change your uh, mind about the the trilogy at all? The, no, the trilogy's still bad. Did like, you get the? So, but you. Yeah, I got all the reference and stuff that basically are non-existent. It's like right a couple of characters' names and like. It's a sci-fi movie. We're in space, and he says he's tucking his crew in. When he's like on recording, he's like, tucked my crew in. I'm about to inject whatever this is into my arm and go into hypersleep. This is my last recorded message, and I'm real lonely. Goodbye. Click. Yeah, he immediately talks about how they're leaving everything behind, and then he, like, jeers this other dude. Uh, What was his name? One of the other astronauts, yeah? Yeah, one of the other astronauts. The one that uh, that had his brain operated on. Oh, that was dark. Yeah, because he, um, he's like talking to the message. He's like, in the time I've recorded this, Earth has aged 700 years. And he's just smoking a big old stogie in a spaceship. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone was even smoking an alien. And they were like blue-collar space truckers. Well, but he was like, they had to be like the first ones, right? Because they were saying they came from the 70s. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. The timeline's a little funky in these movies. <laughs> oh, would I'm finally here, Josh. You would you like to finally play an ape game? You thought you could avoid me with your ape I mean, movies. Jigsaw, pretty, but from from what I read about the sequels, the Jigsaw does kill pretty much everyone involved in this movie. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> like, cast-wise. Thought we could avoid him with the first three. We get time travel in this movie. There's a lot of time travel. Is it really time travel? Yes. Yeah, they talk about it in the beginning. It's 100% like, time oh, yeah. travel. Because the okay. other guy, the guy that gets his brain stuff, thinks that they did time travel. Captain's like, no, we're just really far in space. You shut up. <laughs> yeah. How, how quickly did you get that this was Earth? Uh, not till the very end. Okay. If there were signs, I didn't see it. That's what they um, wanted. Yeah. Right. I, I did know the Statue of Liberty thing. I just didn't realize it was from this movie. That's what we were talking about, like this being a huge yeah. cultural phenomena, and like those three previous movies, actual prequels to this. Yeah. In the timeline. Well, uh, it's, still a, it's still a reboot, right? It's no. Like the, no, this th- those those were, are canon in this those are timeline. Canon prequels to the this movie, but the Wikipedia says it's a reboot. Like, what is to do with this at all? Okay, like, okay, okay. First movie, Dawn of the Planet of the of Apes. Stuff. There's a spaceship oh. going into space because that one's in like the 70s. That's mm-hmm. this yeah. crew. Shit okay. happens on Earth. Apes take control. This crew comes back thousands of years later. Apes are in control. That's the human history they were talking about. That's what this movie is. Oh, this is okay. all set on Earth in the same timeline as those first three movies. I mean, they dodged the first, a bullet, I guess. The first three movies were... The setup. Were the setup to this movie. The Not the first three movies, but... The ones we the, watched. The, yeah, the ones we saw earlier. Yeah. Hmm. That's why humans can't talk in this, because they got the virus. Yeah, they had the virus that made them mute. I, but the 
Girl Talks second movie of this new series, the, the old series. <laughs> well, we didn't watch that tonight, so no, I don't we know. Didn't. <laughs> I do love the special effects that they had to come up with, these really psychedelic space things that are like just cosmic fairies floating by. The soundtrack was really weird. Yeah, really I, good. I, I liked it, but it was just strange. And uh, that was an exciting crash, coming in, landing in that huge body of water, the camera flipping all over the place, really jarring. Uh, they did have uh, a woman on board, a scientist, who wasn't fortunate to make it. She didn't have a beard to protect her. Mm-hmm. Her glass case cracked open, and she aged into a mummy before they even got to the planet. And th- this is what I want in a spaceship. Warn me if we're going to hit a planet. <laughs> like, wake me up and be like, hey, there's a planet in our path in like 10 days or whatever, two weeks, whatever we need to avoid it. Yeah, it has to have some kind of autopilot. Like, what the fuck? I don't want to crash into a lake on a monkey planet. It's uh, just Earth. It's, just, it's fine. Just Earth. Planet of the Apes. Just Earth all along. <laughs> they look at the clock before they get out, and this is another clue that they're on Earth. It's like Earth time, and it's um, November 25th, like 2331 or something. Mm-hmm. Right around Thanksgiving. I don't think the apes celebrate that. It's one you of the, don't think so? It's one of the traditions we didn't pass down to them. Yeah, we didn't uh, see any ape holidays. It's not in their sacred texts or whatever the fuck. Oh, yeah, they're 27, no, 28, 29. 29 like the number. <laughs> yeah. This guy who's an astronaut is a terrible navigator. He's like, we're somewhere in the Orion belt. But he's asking the right questions because he's like, it's not about where we are, but when we are. And it's like, all right, he, he half gets it. He's giving him the scientific explanation. Like, we're we're uh, 250 light years from Earth in the Orion Belt on a planet I, so-and-so. I just thought that it was funny how much Charlton Heston's character was giving that guy land and shit for, like, holding on to Earth. He's just like, everything that you love to die 2,000 oh, years ago. he's laying into him. He doesn't <laughs> give up. Yeah, they're walking around with these little silver urinal backpacks on in full white suits where you can see, like, their underwear through them. Really like, strange. You're, you're naive if you think you could ever go back to the stuff that you love. <laughs> Everyone you ever loved is dead and gone. And then, and there's a bronze statue of you somewhere in your hometown, but it's rusted and no one can read the name anymore. <laughs> and then and then by the end of the movie he's like, No <laughs> I destroyed everything I love So they're opening up their backpacks to look at like their equipment, see if they have enough to survive. And he's listing off stuff like Alright, we have a radio, we have a GPS, we have some water, some food, a TX-9, and he just keeps going, and I'm like, wait, can you back it up? What the fuck's a TX-9, and how are you going to use it? Don't just introduce <laughs> that, and then immediately... Uh, Heston yeah. lost it, his character lost it the moment they woke up and had realized they had crashed. He's like, fuck it, we're not on Earth anymore, I can act like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. There's no way he would have passed psych evaluation to get into space in the first place. Right, with the stuff that he was saying. Yeah. I mean, it was I mean, it was a little disconcerting when he was on 
tape earlier and was like, I tucked in my crewmates and now I'm really lonely and I'm going to use whatever this is. Yes. And injecting himself. But I don't know. Once they get to the planet, he's gone. He's just like, you expected to find something. I expect to find nothing. And it better be better than humans. If it's monsters, I don't care. We have a pistol and 20 rounds. <laughs> like a space pistol or some shit. And like a month worth of provisions? The fuck kind of... There was probably more on the ship. Like more self-sustaining on the ship or something? Sure, they did say they weren't prepared for a water landing. It was a little weird that all they took was like those backpacks. The ship wasn't filling up that fast. Yeah. Like surely you could have saved something else. And then they all got in that one tiny little life raft and rode to shore together. Uh, I was impressed that there was a black crew member in 68 as an astronaut. That was awesome. Uh, his name was Jeff Burton. He was a, ca- a captain in the Army in real life. Hmm. But, of course, he's the one who gets shot first as soon hmm. as trouble hits. Hmm. Oh, shit, a boulder for some reason falls. It's <laughs> falling really slowly. <laughs> this was such and a Star Trek moment. Even af- <laughs> after it fell. <laughs> yeah, this movie kind of felt like watching a Twilight Zone or a Star Trek episode. Like a mash of the two, I'd say. You said the writer was a, a Twilight Zone writer. Yeah, it is. It, it kind of felt like a really long Twilight Zone episode. Here's a question I have. They're hiking through the desert, the Forbidden Land, and the navigator the mentions that there's no moon. Mm-hmm. What happened to the moon? The fuck happened to the moon? Someone blew it up. Oh, that would wreak havoc on the planet. That would that would explain a lot. Yeah, um, it looked totally different. Apparently, he, not really. <laughs> he's he's giving this guy shit. He's like, "You were the golden boy of '72," and I wonder what that backstory was. If he was like, uh, uh like a quarterback or something, or a ace fighter pilot. Yeah, some definitely, definitely like like high up at the Air Force or. Or, or in, I don't know, Astronaut Academy? And I don't he know. he mentioned that oh. he volunteered for this job. Yeah. Yeah, of course he volunteered for this job. They're not be forcing a vab- people into astronaut positions. <laughs> you are, you're going to Mars. A vastly different movie. A vastly different movie. <laughs> Cadet Mars. That's a Pauly Shore movie that never got made. <laughs> Pauly Shore gets forced into a moon expedition or something. There was... Uh, a vehicle for some comedian that was like them going to Mars. Did you ever see this? And everyone went into hypersleep, but his chamber didn't function, so he was awake for the entire journey? Uh, nope. Alright. I'll have to... It, Mars comedy can't be hard to find, right? Alright. <laughs> Kat's seen it too. I'm not having a Mars Mandela comedy. Effect. First Man. Nope. Never heard of it. Yeah. Rocket Man. I'm sorry. 1997 Rocket Man. Rocket Man? Isn't that a An accidental song? probe. Yeah, it's also a song. <laughs> An obnoxious geek joins NASA space mission to Mars. During the flight, he manages to put himself and the entire crew in jeopardy, but is in danger of emerging as the hero when his new colleagues need him to save them from the unforgiving planet, or surface of the red planet. Um, yeah. I don't remember liking that too much. <laughs> but he kept his shit together way better than Charlton Heston did. Um, 
Because <laughs> he's like he's he's like egging this guy on. He wants to fight him. He's yeah. Like, let's get it. let's be the first two men to fight on this planet. <laughs> well, his, he had like really creepy statements about how uh, the girl. Uh, was supposed to be like the Eve or something. Oh my god. Later right. on. So he's just like, well, if I can't fuck her, I have to fight you. <laughs> she turned into a mummy. My plans are ruined. <laughs> they, or are they? They find this flower, and it's kind of weird because they all together pull it up and take it with them. Like, it's, it's going to help them in some way. They're just like, life... And they come across the crucified monkeys, and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, that's one of the references. These monkeys learned it from us. Did you also know that the monkeys like to use water hoses like they did in Rise of the Planet of the Apes that Uh Draco Malfoy did? Uh Uh-huh. Josh has fallen asleep. He couldn't care less. Was that really... Like, that's what they're going to (laughs) take? Like, okay... Look at this callback. We put apes in cage and shoot them with water. This is like in this uh-huh. like five scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it gets to show the parallels, man. They learned it's it. From I guess. Like, uh, yeah. Like none of these parallels are like of oh, no. They're like a couple games and I guess a water hose. Well, before the water hose <laughs> and the crucified monkeys. Yeah, and the cruise. He's like, why even bother calling <laughs> at that point? If you're not going to take, like, a really distinct line, like, scene or, a, like, modern, or, like, why even bother? It's really depressing how much of our bad traits are in these, this monkey culture. Oh, they've like, gone full like, monkey fascist like race, at this like point. Like, racism, and, like... Like there's like a, it seems to be like a caste system or something. Genocide. They're like we have to wipe out all the humans. Yeah. <laughs> These aren't crucified monkeys though. They're just giant scare humans. They're big too. They're like twenty feet tall, covered in fur. Um, and they find right, a waterfall but they're on in the, the other same side. Christian that the crucified monkeys. Were oh, of course. I thought we were gonna war. see some naked ape ladies in this waterfall, but <laughs> instead we see some astronauts. Oh yeah, we saw a lot of we see a lot of man butts in this movie. A lot of man butts, no monkey butts. They're the ones wearing clothes. It's swapped. Uh, but the man are animals. Yeah, man is the animal. I don't know why they hide the reveal of the monkeys for so long. The ape men. I know. Yeah. But I know it was like, oh, we have to like reveal the pr- good prosthetic work or whatever. But you did also name your movie Planet of the Apes. You're kind of giving it away all in the title. You could have just named it Lost Planet, or I mean, Steel okay. Forbidden Planet. I know it's been done, but you can name two movies the same thing. Name it a hairy situation in space that has a little mystique to it. <laughs> uh. I don't know. Uh, at first, they run into uh, a like a group of humans. They're living in the wild, in the jungles. They're all picking coconuts and uh, what are they eating? It's like two two very dis- corn. It's corn, corn and coconuts. It's two yeah, very yeah. distinct foods. Yeah, <laughs> I like how they're just eating the coconuts on this what they think is a fork planet. It's like, oh, food, let's just, you know, eat it. 
you know, it might be poison, but whatever. If you was, if you saw humans eating it, you'd probably I guess. Be okay. I thought they were on another planet. I know. Point. They were yeah. also starving. That is true. I guess. I guess. Mm. But they weren't like devouring. Yeah, they were just kind of standing, going, "Huh, humans." Glad they're not attacked. So they're just like casually taking bites of this. You know, oh, That's how astronauts do it. Yeah. They keep their dignity. They're, they're really chill about all this. Oh, yes. Because they lost their minds. They were in yeah, hypersleep, and when they woke up, they're like, the Earth is gone. We're somewhere else, and our ship is destroyed. We can do nothing about it. Well, except the captain who gets to wake up like every five years just to record a log that <laughs> nothing has happened. I well, wonder what's worse, just be hypersleep for the time or like having to get up every so then only to realize you have to go back into hypersleep. Oh, definitely getting up and having definitely to Definitely like, getting yeah. up. Yeah, I it, can't imagine that going into hypersleep is like all that uh, look pretty comfortable especially when your captain tucks you in (laughs) yeah but the captain has nobody to tuck him in no that's why he's the captain captains go down with the ship and tuck themselves in those are the two two rules of captains (laughs) Jean-Luc Picard constantly tucking himself in and his entire crew go around the Enterprise um they get captured by apes on horseback. There's a lot of shooting. Charlton Heston's thankfully voice gets taken away for a good portion of this movie. It's it's a lot better when he can't talk, I think. He's a lot less creepy and gross of a character when he's just running around. We talk, yeah. were then introduced to Ape Society, and we meet Dr. Zayas, uh, who's a full-on evil scientist a genocidal ape who's all for experimental brain surgery, but these animal rights folks. <laughs> if if he knows about human culture, like, doesn't want to advance society, why why does he do brain surgery? Is it just a cover so he can, like, mutilate any humans that he finds? Well, no, that, yeah, 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 I think so. That and well, but also he knows that they are directly correlated, like... And maybe he thinks that he actually can learn something from studying their brains about sure. themselves. I guess. But yeah. Hide he it doesn't from want. The ape he doesn't public. want people. Yeah, he doesn't want people to know that. Uh, one of the ape scientists recognizes him as being intelligent. He calls him bright eyes. And right oh, off that's the... another. That's another reference because yeah. James Franco called the other Caesar the Caesar bright eyes. Yep. Um. She, right off the bat, rewards him for being entertaining by giving him a cave woman <laughs> whose hair is just perfectly done. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. like, thank you. I'll accept it. And None of these cavemen have any body hair. It's weird. Uh, she's way more into it than he is at first. Yeah. She's like looking him up and down, and he's like, hold, hold on. I don't know what this is. And she's like, come on. We're in a cage. And the doctor's just looking through the cage, smiling at him like, come on. Come on. (laughs) I got into this field because I like to watch humans fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she does. Her eyes light up every time he, like, talks to her and then that kiss at the end. We can't judge because, I mean, how many of our people that study apes and animals do that because of the exact same reason? A lot. More than you would want to admit. (laughs) 
<laughs> there's stories out there. Uh, I love our introduction of Cornelius, her fiance ape. His his first line of dialogue is him trying to hook up. He's like, "Hey, you busy tonight? Because I'm off." <laughs> Just nice to see a a little slice of life in this society. Mm-hmm. And then they have the really awkward kiss through the prosthetics. And what do you that, mean, uh, prosthetics? These are ape people. <laughs> it just kind of looked like a couple birds pecking at each other. It looked like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles making out. <laughs> <laughs> Every time they kissed, I was just like, whoa, this is a different Turtles movie than I remember. <laughs> then they come for his balls. Uh, Heston's. Cause he's Whoa, showing... Raphael, I thought I was the party dude. <laughs> uh, Heston has been enjoying his uh, I don't know what they, did they ever give her a name is she Nova is that what he calls her mm-hmm. okay yeah. yeah so Dr. Zayas is coming and they're like we're going to geld him which basically means taking his dick and balls that's what they do to horses mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't like that so he gets away, and this well, who would this one ape who's waiting for him outside with a net? I'm impressed with his network. He knows how to work it. He's like this is like he's a got... ten, ten foot long net, and he's like swinging it around over his head and around and forward again, and it's really impressive. I feel like uh, net combats is like something that's in this ape culture because there's a lot of nets and proficient work with them. Yeah. It, more non-lethal than guns. Maybe we should play a little also, more. They also seem to really like guns, though. Yeah, yeah. They learned a lot of bad traits from humans. <laughs> uh, it gets real Encino Man here for a moment when he's in the so you think these? Do you think these are the guns that they found in... 100%. In War of the Planet of the Apes? Or afterwards. Like Afterwards. another cache. You don't think America's like full of caches of weapons? Oh, God, there's every single mountain range is just chock full of guns, right? Exactly, and the monkeys took them all. Yeah, uh, it gets real Encino Man here when they're at the museum. He's like, it kind of is Encino Man in a way. It's a, a man from the past who's battling with the new culture of the future. Mm-hmm. Viewed as a beast. Uh, gets a cave woman at the end. People want to watch him fuck. Yeah, it's all there. Uh, he finds his friend stuffed in the museum. That's so dark. That's such a Twilight Zone mixed with Saw moment. I'm glad they don't hang on it too long because I almost didn't notice it. But yeah, that was a nice touch. It's so dark for a movie in '68 to show a human like stuffed in a museum. <laughs> and. Yep. Uh, he runs outside, and all the apes notice he's human, so they start pelting him with fruit. And some of these fruits, I guess, they look pretty good. They're throwing, they're they're all different colors. It's so like do you think the future do you think the mo- We saw that the humans didn't really eat meat. Do you think that the apes ate meat? No, I think it's all vegetarian. Yeah, they. We didn't they really com- see, we didn't really they see much of the wildlife. Yeah. Besides the horses, the apes definitely had horses. Sure, we know horses were in the in the prequels, but we didn't really see anything else. All right, is is there like no other wildlife? They, horses and apes. 
That's all that survived. And horses, apes, and humans. Yeah. Coconuts and corn. (laughs) (laughs) It was so much better before this point when he couldn't talk. He gets his voice back. He impresses the apes, gets in even more trouble. Ooh, I do like the scene where he can talk, though. Which which one? Where he's like, "Get your hands off me, you damn dirty ape!" And they all yeah, that's like, the line. They, they look like like their world just got shattered. Like everybody there, sure, because it did. But, sure, not bad. Yeah, I like that. That was the line, right? I, I you know I knew that line. I was I was really surprised how like impactful they decided to make it. Nice. I thought it was just some like he just randomly threw in some scene. Ever and people thought it was funny, but no, it's pretty, pretty eventful. He's just walking through town, and like an ape salesman is trying to give him like Ooh, some. Get your hands off me! <laughs> yeah, yeah, something, something like that, and people like took it and ran with it. But no, a little dum, more dum. involved tonight on Naked Court. Charlton <laughs> Heston will face three tribunal monkey judges. Dum dum. He gets in court now and has to strip down because his his robe is real stinky. But he holds it over his dick, which is weird. Yeah, he I don't does take they, it from him. Yeah, they didn't want to show full hog. Go for it. It's a science movie. You can show if you can show penises in health class in like sex ed. You can show penises in Planet of the Apes. They're both science movies. Yeah, let's see those. Let's see those uh, ape dicks. Ape dicks and. Heston Dix. <laughs> All the astronauts. <laughs> Did you notice when he was like starting to talk, the tribunal went full like see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil? Yes, like, they did. The monkeys were covering up. Mm-hmm. The uh the orangutans which seem to be at like the top of the society. The wisest, the scholarly. Yeah. But they were the ones that they were like the hardest making too. all the decisions. Yep. This this uh Dr. Zayas is uh he's like the head scientist, but also the defender of the faith, which is a real interesting place to be in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He holds the sacred Not, scrolls. No, uh no conflict of interest detected at all. He even says that. This movie's real self aware with what it's talking about. Mm-hmm. A lot of the treatment of uh, him by the apes, a lot of the ape belief systems is really poking fun at some people in the in the late 60s, fundamentalists. Uh, the doll makes a reappearance. You know, is that? Oh gosh? yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think about like. Yeah, there is also doll in this movie. Yep, they go. Except to the an... doll in this movie does some. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It, they the go dog to an archaeological dig. The other guy that I, I guess the, I guess that's the reason he got the the thing. It assassinated him. Yeah. Yeah. No, it didn't really. It just kind of made him mute. Well, it knew it knew where that was going. <laughs> the doll, haunted dolls know the progression of things. They're like, uh, final destination. They'll start mm. something that eventually causes your death. I see. I see. It. Uh, they go to an archaeolog- archaeological dig that they've been working on on the coast and find, like, an ancient settlement with a bunch of human relics, like eyeglasses. What do you think at this point, Josh? 
Oh, did I think it was Earth yet? Yeah, or did you just no. think this was an alternate timeline planet? I, I just thought this was another planet where humans happened to exist before apes, and then apes came of the destruction of these humans, or whatever, whatever culture existed before, or not it was so, humans. So what do you think, the, if that was what you thought, what do yeah. you think that the first movies were about? Like... So do you think that it was like they were trying to escape Earth because the ape thing was happening, and then they went to another planet of the apes? Well, the ape thing wasn't happening. They left the planet. And no, it, it started, right. started right, like directly. They just after. happened to go to space. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we see it there already in space by the time James Franco's working on the apes. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's a second crew in the sequel that that follows them. Whoa. That might I don't know. That timeline lines up, but maybe maybe them. It's a is a crew of apes. They're like <laughs> we're coming for you to the future. <laughs> uh so Dr. Zayas goes full like history erasure here blows up the archaeological site he's like we have to preserve our science and our heritage and uh he well and he was worried that he doesn't want them to become like you because humans destroyed themselves yeah but, but to a he's, fanatical he's, point. Doing it, he's doing exactly what humans would do yeah right like he's definitely taking it to a fanatical point the monkeys that helped heston escape are now going to be like killed basically or put in jail for the rest of their life for being no he said if they were tried for heresy they'd get two years in prison i think so he lied that was sure. before they untied him i think he lied yeah uh, but i mean if they're they seemed like they were pretty like okay with it high up people like you don't think they would know what the charge for heresy is oh i think they knew so why would they buy his lie? Cause I, they seem really gullible this entire movie. <laughs> they they keep being like, well, you might be right, but we have to abide by this society, and they keep making like choices based on that. And that's what they do at the end of the movie. They're like, no, he he may be crazy, but he's our kind of crazy. <laughs> Before they untie him. Yeah, and then he, they get put in prison. For the rest of their monkey lives, yeah. <laughs> What'd you think about this line? Ah, where I'm from, people your age grow beards. It's like Yeah, how old does he think this kid is? Well, regardless... Well, how old does he think kids can grow beards? When you're... Yeah, I didn't get it. <laughs> Was that a young person's game in the 60s? Did kids used to have beards? Like in the 60s? And then you would shave them off to become a man? <laughs> I don't, we might need to watch more movies from the 60s involving time yeah. travel to find out. So he gets on his horse. He gets his uh, cavewoman wife, rides off into the sunset trying to find answers. And it's real heavy-handed at this point. Zayas is just like, he won't like what he finds. It's bad. It's the answers he's been looking for. And they're just all staring at the camera. And they find it. They find the Statue of Liberty. And we have our uh, climactic moment where he falls on the beach and he's like, you did it, you blew it all up, god damn you. That made a lot of people angry. A lot of religious mm -hmm. people, him saying that in a movie. Uh, back in the 60s. But that's Planet of the Apes, 1968. What'd you think, Josh? 
It was fine. It um, was way better than the makeup for the series. apes is really good. I thought. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, it's way but yeah. It was way much more fun to watch than any of those other three movies. I think that if I saw it independently, like not having seen the the other trail we watched, I would probably think it's worse than okay. It's yeah. Kinda, it's kind of, like, I don't know, I was engaged the whole time, I didn't, like, tab out thing, but, like, I was kind of just like, eh, the whole movie. Like, <laughs> everything happened that I thought, been. there was a lot of, like, me questioning why Charlton Heston isn't just leaving Yeah. a lot of the time. Like, he breaks out twice, and then just doesn't leave. Like, there's a seat, he knocks an ape up a horse, and then doesn't get on the horse. I thought the same thing. It's in my notes. Take the horse, Charlton Heston. <laughs> yeah, like what is he? What does he do? Like at this point, he no. I guess he. I guess that he thinks his friend is still. I have his his other friend. Crewmate. Yeah, and maybe so I guess he wanted there. to stay village to like get him back, maybe. But I don't, don't feel say like that. He cares that much about his other crewmates, other than the yeah. fact that they can back up. I mean, he cared when he saw, and he got he got mad enough to like try to attack. Well, science. yeah. Because they were performing yeah. mad science on him at that point, but do you, sure. Do you, do you also remember how, like, he was just like, oh, oh well, that other girl's dead, whenever at the very beginning of the movie? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that, that, when they're all getting attacked, I thought both of them, I thought all of them died. Because, <laughs> like, you see all get shot, I think, and yes, it's like, yeah. wow, this is going <laughs> a weird direction. Oh my god, that would be an amazing intro to a movie. Some astronauts land, they get killed, and it has nothing to do with them after that. Yeah, like, I thought they were just going to all get killed and we shift to, like, no one knows. biologists or whatever. <laughs> yeah, no one knows they were astronauts because their ship hit a lake miles away. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> interesting movie. Uh, so, what do you... Uh, what do you feel about the other ones? You read the synopsis. Are you going to continue with the series on your own? No, I read the synopsis. I have zero reason to watch the movies. Um, they, they, they seem okay. The story gets really weird. There's like underground psychic humans and like more time Ooh. travel. Whoa. And the last one is basically like the new movies that we saw. Like a, a lot of the new movies seem to be based off the fifth one. Oh, what is it? A prequel? Uh, Battle of the Planet Apes. Okay. No, it's just like a, it's like a similar storyline. Oh, okay. Where like apes take over this place and humans rise up and Whoa. there's just a lot of fighting and yeah, it's. Oh, I it's don't like know. oh my gosh, it's like a never-ending cycle of humans and apes. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That's that's the whole series. Is is like, you know, the apes go. The, the ape friends that we meet go back and and are welcomed by humanity back time and then humanity tries to fuck them over whoa and the sun that the ape people have grows up and hates humans <laughs> and launches a war on humans which leads to a rise of the plant the apes again and then the fifth move is humans rise up from the plant the apes and then they come to an understanding that's and pretty epic Tenuously, oh. yeah, it's it's just kind of you know two or three loops of the same story happening over and over throughout multiple movies. One timeline, um, multiple movies. I don't think I want to subject myself to watch, though. You know, would I wreck this one? Would you? That's the question. <laughs> I don't think so. Like, it's not that great. 
there's nothing that like nothing that interesting. It's not deep. It's just you know commentary on human nature and like it's really handed like the whole movie. Yeah, it is. Um, I guess if you like apes, it's like, <laughs> do you want to go ape? You want to see the apes cost? kiss awkwardly the like three times? Looks, looks good. Teenage me. Yeah, act, the, I like Heston's acting in this movie. Yeah, I liked the makeup. I don't think he was acting, to be honest. He turned into a shithead later in life, kind of became oh, this I, character. I don't know about that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I was very I was very happy to see that the cocky asshole was the one that survived, <laughs> and not like the the people that I would expect to survive. Yeah. Um. And I guess he got humbled by the it. I don't know. If he's coming back in the later movies, he probably... No, he dies in two. Oh, spoilers. No, he dies in two hard. Spoilers for a 50-year-old movie at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's in two, and he's in he's in most of two, but he's kind of cameo, and then he dies. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> you if you're interested in... watched the movie like in... four times while we've been talking, just fast-forwarding through it. Yeah. Have you guys seen the other ones at all, or just this one? Just this one for me. I've always seen this one. Okay. And then there's Justin's hidden movie that you didn't get to spoil for yourself, so he can maybe add to the list. Maybe. I mean, I was digging through the Wikipedia, and I couldn't find it, so maybe it's like the the secret Fast and Furious movie that we haven't watched yet. <laughs> Wait, there's a secret Fast and Furious movie? Yeah, yeah. it's a Better Better Luck Tomorrow, something like that. It's a, it's a movie with Hans' actor in it that plays Han and it's before any Western Fear stuff happened and when Han signed when Han's actor signed the series, there was some weird thing worked out to where now Better Luck Tomorrow is canonically the you Fast have and to make my franchise canon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because oh, yeah, I think yeah. it was because like the director liked Han the character Han in that movie and he wanted him to play Han in the Fast series. And he wanted it to be the same character. So that like retroactive makes that movie part of the fast verse. That's pretty it's fun. Hilarious. Yeah. Justin, the eight movies yeah. were on your list, all three of mm-hmm. them. I feel mm-hmm. like we suffered through those. What do you yeah. say about tonight's? Would you recommend it? Uh, yeah. You know, it was fun. Uh, I think it was. I think it's it's um a much slower pace than movie people are used to nowadays. Um, but I still thought it was, it was, you know, the action scenes of it were kind of hokey a bit. Like I said, it's kind of like a Star Trek episode. Oh, yeah. Um, where, I mean, the action scenes in that are pretty funny, too. It's but, also the 60s, so our action heroes are, like, gangly nerds. Right, or they have, like, the the, the beer bellies. And they're, like... Uh, they have, like, sure. they, like, breathe their chests up, like, they suck their stomachs up into their chests. <laughs> I know, Heston was standing there in some of this movie, definitely holding it in hard. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And back in the day when you didn't have to be, like, sculpted from stone to be in an action movie. <laughs> yeah, we're all uh, conditioned to believe Marvel is real life. Marvel superhero bodies. But, yeah, um, yeah so you would give this a, a light recommend? Kamal Nanjiani can do it. You can do it. Sure, sure. You just have to have, you know, a personal trainer and all the time in the world and a customized diet and mm-hmm. the right machines. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what do you think? What do you think about the ape movie? I would say, yeah. 
It holds up. I recommend. Why'd you watch um, this in college? It was just part, like, it was a very influential film. Okay. So, um, we brought up something before we watched it. Blockbusters. And oh, yeah. I believe you did a little research on that. You want to educate our, our listeners tonight? Uh, sure. So, Blockbusters originally uh, came about in the 1940s. It was uh, actually a term for airdropping bombs uh, destroying entire blocks. Yep. And then uh, three years later, it started being used to describe a movie uh, called Bombardment. <laughs> it was saying, like, a blockbuster coming near you, or something like that. Basically, like, saying, it's 1940s equivalent of saying this movie is the bomb. Damn. It's just like these damn Dirty Eight movies, time is cyclical. <laughs> time is a flat wheel. <laughs> Time's a circle. Time is a circle. Time is a circle, you see. Uh, I can't believe it. Or whatever it. the fuck he said in that TV series. All right. So the first blockbuster we could find, you were one. You were off by one. One before Good Star job. Wars. Yeah, and it was Steven Spielberg, not George Lucas, even though they worked together. It was Jaws. Were, it was Jaws. was technically the first. Uh, ushered in the blockbuster era. Yep. So the first... Bombardment was the first technical movie ever advertised as a blockbuster. That's really interesting so how it, it crossed over. Really, it wasn't really the same meaning at yeah. that point. Sure, sure. It evolved. It changed. Um, I did not recommend the first three monkey movies that we watched. The prequels. Mm-hmm. They're terrible. Mm-hmm. They don't hold up. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is more interesting. This one's a bit harder to get a read on, because like you said, it's slower. It, it, it takes its time to get to it, which I appreciate. It really gives you time to like get into the mood of the movie. You feel like one of these lost travelers on an ink, like a, a, a planet, lost planet somewhere, and you feel this apprehension because one of your crewmates seems to be losing his shit like getting space madness on you just you'll never get back home everyone you love is well, dust not even one of your crewmates the captain yeah 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 the guy who's in charge and the other one the other crewmate doesn't seem to care he's hiking a quarter mile in front of you probably waiting for one of you to die um yeah, you're talking I, about the one guy, like the guy who never says anything that was put in the museum. Yeah, uh, I liked it. I liked the tension it built, even though it gave it away in the title. It it is a pretty dramatic turn once you get into the society of apes, and uh, it takes like a cruel turn for him. He's treated like a beast, put in a cage, hosed down, uh, and it, it's a fun growth. Like like Josh said, he's like the asshole character and he he gets his comeuppance by the end of the movie kind of he's like he wanted to escape earth and people so bad because i think he saw himself in them and he's like he wanted to find something better some way to better himself even maybe and what he found was just 
humanity's mistakes followed by another cruel society. Yep. Um, I think it works as a standalone movie. I don't need to see any of the sequels, though they sound out there. So if I'm looking for something trippy to watch <laughs> late one night, I might, I might put one on. We'll have to see. But yeah. Yeah. Once this, you told me that the, these the, this family of apes goes back in time, I'm kind of more on board. Yeah. <laughs> As for now, yeah, this one this one gets a recommend. It's a it's a weird retro classic sci-fi film that got overshadowed by bigger blockbusters that came in the following years. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that it is a planet full of apes really turned me off to it as a kid. I was like, how cool can it be? How fantastical, how mysterious. And that still holds up. There's a lot of it. That's just really dry and political. And like Josh said, hitting you over the head, social commentary, Mm -hmm. which is more interesting. Now I can't imagine liking this as a kid. Oh yeah. Uh, it, it was based off a series of books. I saw that in the beginning. Might, I wonder how close those are. Might look into that to see how close they are, yeah. Uh, if you want to listen to any of the other episodes we've mentioned tonight, any of the uh, classic time travel episodes where Jigsaw shows up and wreaks havoc, or any of the episodes of Amazeballs where we talk about TV anthology shows and amazing stories, you can find them at the iTunes podcast app or podcast.com. We're on Facebook under FapCheck, FapCheck at YouTube, and FapCheck at gmail.com where you can reach us for any questions, concerns, recommendations, comments, anything you got. Conquest, hate mail. Uh, and we have a new show that just launched, Justin. Uh, yeah, uh, what about wrestling? Um, it, it's going to come back eventually. We haven't had any episodes for a little bit, but we're working it out, and we will start uh, having people on, and me and my friend Nick, friend of the show, will uh, be on talking about wrestling. we got to get Nick on to a Have You Seen episode or an Amazeballs episode. Well, he's been on Have You Seen. I'm talking about a new one. <laughs> I know. I just enjoy his company. I want. I'm saying. Uh-huh. I want him back. Putting the he call wants, out there. <laughs> he wants to be ready to rumble. Oh, oh, oh! I know. There's plenty. That's what I'm saying. There's plenty of wrestling movies. Good crossover right there. Uh, but you guys mostly have been covering uh, paid for events, right? Pay per view. Mm-hmm. That's it's exciting. I am not that into wrestling but i was a guest these guys got me to watch some stuff and it was mind-blowing how far the production value has come since i was into watching professional wrestling (laughs) as a kid like it's just as insane as you remember it which is like a really good graphics team (laughs) yeah like, you know when you remember playing an N64 game and then you go back and play it and it looks like dog shit? Mm-hmm. I'm saying wrestling is exactly how you remember it. Like, it's just as ostentatious because they've kept up with the times and gotten more outrageous. Yeah, and it's still controlled by Vince McMahon. Oh, so. 
That's unfortunate. I'm not talking about just that branch of wrestling. There's other branches, oh, that's right? AEW is um, uh, is great, and, and it's that, making only making WWE better. And that's what kind of things you'll hear if you talk, or that's what kind of things you'll hear Justin talk about if you listen to What About Wrestling? Yeah, you'll hear me talk about how much I prefer AEW. Hey, politics behind wrestling are important. Got to keep those fighters safe. And uh, they, they, they provide a lot of entertainment. Sure. Ooh, have you seen... Unlike the 